This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. From Christianity Today, this is Viral Jesus, a show about communication and the power of social connections, where we talk to some of the most influential Christian content creators to find out how they've made their faith go viral. Everyone I talk to on this show is someone I follow or was told to follow online. Most of the conversations you'll hear are with people I have never met in person, yet they've impacted how I think. What does it look like for Christians to enter the chat thoughtfully? Let's grow together on Viral Jesus. I'm your host, Heather Thompson Day. Well, hello, May. We are in the month of May. What is even happening right now? I cannot believe it is already May. That's the end of my academic school year. We're in final exams right now. And I don't know about you, but I have had a really long year with so many disappointments. And spring, just metaphorically for me right now, and literally, is just a godsend. I am so happy to hear birds. I was on a prayer walk the other day and I wrote about this in my newsletter. So don't forget to subscribe. You can get access to my newsletter. I send you an encouraging email. I send it every single Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can subscribe to my newsletter by going to heatherthompsonday.com. Scroll down to the bottom of my website and just type in your email. Click submit and then you'll get registered to get... uh, my newsletter to your inbox starting as soon as you do it. You can have it tomorrow. But um, I wrote in my newsletter that I was doing a prayer walk the other morning, and I've been telling people that I've been wintering. And wintering is this metaphor by author Catherine May, Catherine May. And she essentially talks about how winter is like this metaphor for depression or rest or just kind of like an emotional darkness that you're kind of navigating through. And her argument is that life cannot be a perpetual summer, right? Like it's just not realistic and it's actually not good for the earth. We have seasons for a reason and there's some really incredible things that happen in the freezing of the ground for winter, There's certain like diseases and um, insects that get eradicated because of a really cold or harsh winter and it actually makes for a more beautiful spring. So I've been talking to people about how I feel like since about September of last year, up until about January, I was emotionally just wintering. And Catherine May says, when we stop resisting winter, when we realize like, hey, I can build a fire here, I can have a blanket, I can get a cup of tea, or I can just enjoy like staying home and hunkering down and just kind of lean into this feeling of winter. And so I started doing that and I can't tell you how much it helped me. So from like September to January, I was really struggling. And then probably January is when I started to just kind of lean into it. And by February, 
I realized, oh my goodness, I've learned how to do prayer walks through all seasons. So I used to only do a prayer walk. I do prayer walks every single morning and I used to only do it in good weather. And now rain, hail, snow, (laughs) ice on the ground. I put my boots on and I am walking and praying throughout my life in every single season, even the coldest winter. But the other day I was doing a prayer walk and I wrote about this in my newsletter and I heard birds singing. And I realized when it comes to spring, you'll hear it before you see it. So it was still cold out. It's like 40 degrees here in Michigan. And I had a hood over my head even, but I could hear the birds. And so it was just this moment for me where I just said out loud, okay, Lord, like I can hear spring before I even feel it. So I'm going to enter a new season. And so I just want to say that to you as we open up today, our episode. I want to invite you to just go on a walk today or tomorrow morning and ask yourself, what do I hear? If you have been wintering like me, just like life isn't going to be a perpetual summer, it also isn't going to be perpetual winter. Do you hear birds? Is it possible that this season is going to change? And if so, I think we got to just keep walking and praying through to spring. So I invite you to look forward to May with me. Okay, it's time for Social Toolkit. This is where we discuss practical tips and best practices for entering the chat. Today, I'm really excited about our Social Toolkit today. We're going to talk to Chaz Smith. Chaz Smith, you have over 3.2 million followers across all your platforms. You've created original content for brands like Apple, Burger King, Old Spice, Nickelodeon, and more. And now you have this new web series, which I'm super excited about, called What Had Happened Was, where you Mm -hmm. retell stories from the Bible in like an entertaining way. So can you tell us more about that project? But also, can you give us a tip as to how we can all be little chasses? Like, how did you do this? Give us advice. How do we do what you've done? All right. Yeah. So thank you for having me on. But um, to start off, I guess, how did I do this? I was just honestly having fun. I started on social media about 10 years ago and um, this app called Vine had come out and decided to start making some videos and uh, it just took off. I was just creating what I found to be funny and um, sharing it with with friends. And it, it just kind of made its way out there, but I started to learn more things about how to uh, create content in a way that's appealing to people. Mm. But I'd say one of the f- main principles that I've had from the very beginning is to aim to create content that's appropriate for everybody to watch. That's oh. something that's allowed my content to be marketable for a lot of brands. Like I'm, I'm not creating anything that, you know, would be questionable for parents um, mm. you could let your kid watch stuff. It, there's not going to be any problem. Um, that's, yeah, that's one of the main things I started off with, but I'd say the most important thing that I've learned over the past 10 years of creating content is to know why I'm creating it. Mm. Um, and I, I think that's important for everybody because if we're just creating content for likes or views or results or numbers, then that's just going to start to tear up our soul. And that was what mm. started to happen with me. I realized i was 
just running on a hamster wheel to yeah. please other people rather than recognizing like, okay, I've been given these gifts. I've been given a platform. The Lord has just blessed me with a lot of favor here. How can I continually give it back to him um, in, in every way? So I'd say if you're really trying to make a career out of this, you got to know why are you doing it? Like what's your purpose, what's your aim in it? And are you even called to do it? That's mm. number one thing. Like I said before, that applies to everybody for whatever you do. Chaz, I have to ask you, and I want to get to what had happened was, but mm-hmm. how does somebody know whether or not they've been called? How do they answer that question? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Um, for me personally, it's something that I've recognized was on my heart for the past 15 years. I was 13 when I first felt like I just got a, a very, very strong urge to go into entertainment. Didn't know what, but it was to the point where I was like really praying about it. Like, Lord, I know I want to, it was after a particular experience I had with a friend, but I was praying like, Lord, I I don't know what I want to do in entertainment, but I want to use laughter and humor to make people laugh and ultimately point them to Jesus. Hmm. That was what I was praying since I was 13 years old. And five years later, I started to see some growth. I didn't even recognize that he was answering a prayer at that point. But, Hmm. um, in seeking the Lord is marked by desires that he puts on your heart, recognizing gifts that you have, and then recognizing any like people around you who you can trust, how they're speaking into your life and what they can recognize. Those are three indicators I see. And I also see that something that's very apparent in scripture as well. I love that. Tell us about what had happened was. What is this? How'd yeah. you come up with the idea? Yeah. So um, what had happened was is a series that I'm uh, working on. I'm raising money for it right now on Kickstarter, Okay. an animated web series that's dedicated to retelling stories from the Bible in an entertaining way with strong insight as well from history and culture for people of all ages. I came up with it because like I, I mentioned earlier, how I got on social media because I wanted to point people to Jesus through laughter. When I started on Vine, that was only laughter. And there were times where I'd preach the gospel directly to people. And I felt like that wasn't quite my lane either. So two years ago, I was just praying. I was like, Lord, how do I do both? And that was when he started putting this idea on my heart. I've been developing it since. And now we're at the point where all we need is to raise money in order to be able to work with um, an Emmy award-winning animation studio that we already uh, signed on with. And we'll be ready to go. Well, we are so excited. We would love to support you in that. You've got to find Chaz Smith online. And Chaz, I just want to thank you. You said something today that I I just think it's unique advice that I think I've only heard from you at this point. But you said, try to create content that everybody can enjoy, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, typically we say like, oh, find your niche. I I like Mm -hmm. that as you were doing it, you were trying to think, what is something that that can reach across all these different spaces and build bridges mm-hmm. across all these different dynamics? I just, I don't know, I really like that. I think we need more of that today. So Chaz, thank you so much for joining us and helping us better navigate our social toolkit. Just so you know, we are going to take a two-week break before jumping into our summer pod class series. We have three series in rapid succession this summer. I had so many incredible guests that I didn't want you to miss out on hearing from any of them. So I'm not going to do any solo episodes this summer. So this is the last solo episode that you'll hear for all of season three. And we're going to go to some really like just a firing squad of great conversations and pod classes 
throughout eight weeks of summer. I only had eight episodes, okay? So there was so much to pack into them. So on this episode, I am going to tell you about each of the pod classes that we're going to do together this summer and kind of let you in on my heart a little bit as to why I wanted to do each of these pod classes this summer. And so we're going to do a two-week break after this episode, and then we're going to start with our pod classes. So I want to give you a little overview as to what they are. You're going to love it. Series one is going to be a two-part pod class series that honestly, I should probably do again for season four because I realized, you know how I do that? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, let's do like a two-part series here. And then I actually sit down and I'm talking to these people about the conversations we're going to have just planning through. And I realized this could have been a five-part series or this could have been a six-part series. So I actually might do this one again. But the first series that we're going to do in our pod class for this summer is called, I Think I Need a Therapist. It's good, right? And honestly, I'm giving you the pod class that I probably should have listened to two years ago. So that pod class starts on May 25th. So put it in your calendar. We're going to do a two-week break. And then on May 25th, we're just firing everything off, going right into a two-part pod class I think I need a therapist. So that's going to be May 25th and June 1. And our guests are just so rich. It's so good. If you remember, actually, when we started season three, and it's probably because I was preparing for my winter. I was getting into my winter season when we started this season in August. And I wanted to do a six-part series on healing, if you remember that. And we had so many great guests from that. So I just thought, I don't want to end season three without talking about therapy because it's something that has been really helpful in my own journey. And I knew I wanted to do a pod class on therapy because for the last two years, I have been in therapy. So I want you to know, I do have a therapist. She is fantastic. I see her every other week now. We've moved to every other week, but we were seeing each other every single week for almost two years. And I am not sure if I told you this story before, but I was I was going back and forth as to whether or not I could commit to therapy. I wasn't sure if I could commit to a relationship like that. It just felt so heavy. And I was talking about it with my mom, going back and forth with her. And I just remember she said to me, so maybe you don't make a commitment. Maybe you just make an appointment. Really wise words from Vicki Thompson. So I ended up making that first appointment and I'm so glad I did. I have an excellent therapist named Jessica who has really helped me navigate so many things. And if you are like me and you struggle to even talk about or even to allow yourself to sit in more negative emotions, I really want you to listen to this podcast. I think I need a therapist. I now think it is important, honestly, for anyone in leadership of any kind, if you're leading in your family, if you're leading in a classroom, if you're leading your friends or your siblings or in whatever way you deem yourself to be a leader, I just think therapy is a really important and crucial part of leading because it increases your vision, right? And also, I don't know if you relate to this, but I spend so much energy. Honestly, I spend almost all my energy thinking of how I can better serve 
different groups of people. So I will spend a lot of my prayer time honestly thinking about this podcast and thinking about how I can better serve you. It is not lost on me what a privilege it is that thousands of you, I can't even believe it. (laughs) Honestly, I can't. It's going to make me cry. It is not lost on me that thousands of you put in headphones or turn on your car and listen to me and a guest walk through various things with you every single week. I count that a privilege. And so I do spend a lot of time in prayer trying to think about how I can serve you better. Or before I write a book, I spend a lot of time praying over what that message is supposed to be hoping that I'm connected to the Holy Spirit. Even with my newsletter that I send out every Friday, I pray all week, God, give me the words of encouragement that somebody needs to hear. Help me help somebody else make it one more day because I know what it feels like to read a text message or a devotional and feel like, okay, I can keep going in my winter. I can believe that this season is not going to last forever. I've been inspired by this little bit of writing. So I just take it really seriously. I'm also a teacher. I also have a family. I want to serve the people in my family. I want to serve my students. And I really think therapy helps me do that because it's one of the only times that I'm focusing on me. Maybe this is a Christian women thing, I have found this a lot with other Christian women where you just spend so much energy trying to pour out in all these different ways for all these different people. And then you'll kind of look back and realize, oh my goodness, like I haven't even thought about myself or tried to better myself in in quite a bit of time. So therapy gives me a space where I can just even spend an hour a week saying, okay, what are you feeling, Heather? Do you guys know what I did? I bought an emotions wheel because of therapy. I have an emotions wheel in my office and I have one in my kitchen that I use with my kids. But I will just ask myself like, hey, pick three emotions on this wheel. What do you think you're feeling right now? And it just helps me reconnect my own body. And it helps me realize, oh, like I'm struggling. I think in the past, if I was going through a winter before I was in therapy, I wouldn't have even noticed I was in a winter because I'm such a grinder. I spent so much of, I feel like my professional life just trying to survive and get to the next thing. It's only now in my, how old am I? 36, that I'm realizing how unhealthy a lot of those tendencies were for me. I really struggled for a long time, even being honest about my emotions with God. Like it took me a long time to process and be honest. Oh God, like I feel disappointed right now in this relationship. And I really think that part of how we get to spring and to summer is by being honest about winter. Like, hey, it's really cold out here. I'm getting frostbite. So I am really grateful for the ways my therapist challenged me to see things differently and to realize feelings are just feelings. I don't have to make them lord over my life. And I also don't have to pretend that I'm always this creepy, happy Christian when I'm struggling. And do you know what I've noticed? I honestly think it's made me better in my relationships because I'm also not 
subconsciously demanding other people put a happy face on. I think I've been really guilty of that in the past of thinking, oh, well, I can just push through it. Why can't you? I mean, the truth is I wasn't really pushing through it. I was stuffing a lot of my emotions. So I'm really excited about this two-part series. I think you're really going to learn a lot and we probably should make it like a six or five-part series and do it again in fall. So series one, I think I need a therapist is starting May 25. Put it in your calendar. This episode is brought to you in part by World Relief, an organization that partners with the local church to serve the most vulnerable. Around the world, increased conflict, the lingering effects of COVID-19, and disasters caused by our changing climate have left millions of people in desperate situations. Many are fleeing their homes and are facing starvation, persecution, and more. These overwhelming challenges cause many of us to wonder, can I make a difference? The answer is simple. Yes, you can. When you join The Path, World Relief's monthly giving community, you partner with World Relief in bringing hope and transformation to the millions experiencing vulnerability around the world. And when you partner with your monthly gift by September 30th, your first year of monthly gifts will be matched dollar for dollar up to $25,000. Double the impact of your giving and visit worldrelief.org slash viraljesus today. For part one of that series, by the way, we sit down with Andy Kolber, who I adore. She is the author of Try Softer, if you remember that. I mean, everybody read that book. And now she has Strong Like Water, just a fantastic human being. So get ready for that series. The second pod class in our summer series, we are going to start on June 8th. And it is titled, Three Things Every Person Needs to Know. And so I sit down with different guests. And I just ask them, what do you think are three things every single person needs to know? What has helped you navigate different seasons of your life? And I got to tell you, I opened that series by sitting down with Mark Batterson, which was a really cool moment for me because Mark Batterson is, I don't know if you have certain authors or speakers that are just really transformative in your spiritual journey, but Mark Batterson was one of those people for me. I have a handful of authors who just radically impacted the way I engaged with my spiritual life. And Mark Batterson is one of those people. I became a certified resident creepy Christian because of Mark Batterson. <laughs> I read The Circle Maker, and I'm sure you did too. I mean, that book was everywhere. Everybody was reading The Circle Maker, but I didn't just read it. I let it change how I prayed. I grew up in a pretty conservative denomination where there wasn't a big emphasis, at least in my experience, right? I'm not going to say that everybody experienced it the same way, but in my experience, there wasn't a big emphasis on like claiming territory or going on a prayer walk, which is now a daily part of my life ever since I read The Circle Maker or laying hands on people, that kind of stuff, like actually just what I call putting feet to your faith. Nobody taught me that. And then I read The Circle Maker and I just loved how Mark was engaging in his faith. I can remember 
reading that book and saying, oh, I, I can't even imagine like God doing that kind of stuff for me. I've never seen God like that in the way Mark Batterson was describing him. So I started praying out loud with people. I started doing prayer walks because of Mark Batterson. I'm going to share this with you. I do this thing where I write an answered prayer on a rock. You can buy rocks that you like paint on or write on. I, I write on them. You can buy them on Amazon. And anytime God answers a prayer that's like a significant prayer that I've been praying in my prayer journal, I will put it on a rock and then I place it in this basket at my fireplace. And what I say to God, this is again, me being a creepy Christian, I I already know, okay? But what I say to God is, I am going to build you an altar. By the end of my life, I will have so many rocks, answered prayers, things that I can step on in my faith, just ways in my life that I have seen you so clearly be so good to me that at the end of my life, Lord, I will build you an altar with all these answered prayers. And I've been doing that. I started doing that in September when I started wintering. And it has just been a really beautiful thing. I think I have like seven rocks already in my little basket that I put at my fireplace. And my daughter just got really good news. And so I had her do it. I had her right on the rock and then we put it in the basket. It's just like a way for me to put feet to my faith and a way for me to like visualize just marking those moments, right? Creating a memorial stone in my own life so that the next time I'm in a wintering season, I can say, okay, let me just sit down and go through the basket. Let me remember what's already at the altar. Let me see God's track record. I'm really big at looking at God's track record. Let me remind myself who God has already been in my life. And so, man, I'm just so excited. And I was honestly, it was a full circle moment for me to get Mark Batterson to say he's going to come on Viral Jesus. That was a big thing for me because I think my faith really started to become my own when I read The Circle Maker. So our second pod class this summer is three things that every person needs to know. And again, we kick that off with Mark Batterson. It's going to start on June 8th. And my vision for that series was to get three guests that I trust, who know their stuff, and who are very different from one another. And that I knew would inspire you to kind of start living and engaging in your own life, to start seeing your life as something you can actively participate in, to stop waiting for your life to happen when you get to some metaphorical there, but to realize that your life is right now and you get to make decisions and choices right now that will allow you to actively engage in your faith. So I talked to three different people that I think are doing that. And I'm really excited for you to join us in that pod class. Our third and final pod class this summer will start on June 29. And it's kind of provocative. (laughs) It's called Disrupting American Gods. Do you like that? Disrupting American Gods. I spent a lot of time, honestly, on that title, but I wanted to do a series because I want to be really clear that just because something may be idolized in American culture doesn't mean it should be idolized in Christianity. So as we go through that series, it's what we're going to close out with 
season three on, what are some American gods we have come to, I mean, worship might be a strong word, but you know what I mean? We have come to just really like hold culturally. And we think that it is absolutely true that actually has no place in the upside down kingdom of God. I want you to always remember that Christianity is this upside down kingdom. It is where the last shall be first and the first shall be last. It is a place where we get to our destination faster by slowing down. And it's an upside down kingdom where by standing still, we get to see the power and the movement of God. We just did the Who Is My Neighbor pod class, and I had such good feedback from all of you on that series. I I was speaking in Georgia, Atlanta, last weekend, which, by the way, I was in the airport and a Taylor Swift's concert. You guys know how I feel about Taylor. I'm a big Swifty. I do have tickets. I was not going to the Atlanta show because I was speaking at a church, but the airport was just filled with Taylor Swift fans everywhere decked out. So it was it was really cool. But I got to the church and several people came up to me and said, hey, I just want you to know how much I really appreciated the Who Is My Neighbor pod class that you did. It really pushed me or it really caused me to see things a little bit differently. And man, I... Whenever people say that to me, it just makes me feel like we're doing things right on this show. So I have some really incredible guests for disrupting American gods for that pod class. The first episode, we get to sit down with rapper KB, where we will disrupt some of our understandings about who Jesus was. Then I sit down with Felicia Masonheimer to talk about why women. You knew I was not going to do an episode called Disrupting American Gods Without Disrupting Patriarchy. (laughs) I just, I can't. Um, So we're going to sit down with Felicia Masonheimer, and she's going to talk to you about why women should absolutely see themselves as theologians. And we will close with a conversation with Garrison Hayes. He has this massive presence on TikTok. I had him on a social toolkit episode earlier this year, but he creates content disrupting tools of white supremacy. I want to talk to him in that conversation. He has this TikTok that he does called The History of Whiteness and just where he breaks down where just even the ideology of whiteness even came to be in our culture because it used to be that people would say like, oh, I'm Dutch or I'm... Russian or I'm, you know, from all these different, like people said that they were from whatever country they were from. And now they created this global system of whiteness. And so it's really good. I can't wait to have that conversation. I can't wait to have you listen to it. So that will be our final pod class. And it ends on July 13. So then you'll have a summer break. You knew that I was going to put this podcast on my semester schedule. I told you like my vision for this is to be like classes where we are learning and growing together on viral Jesus, just like I do with my students every single semester. So that's going to be our schedule. And then of course we start season four. And if you want the date for that, season four will start on August 24. You should just put it in your calendar. 
season four will start on August 24. And of course, we're going to be back with amazing conversations and podcasts. I would love it if you would email me. We're going to start writing down the different podcast themes that we want to go through. I have several. I always take Ed Gilbreth's advice. He comes up with some really great guests that I hadn't thought of. And then Lauren Joseph, who is our audio engineer. She's younger than us and she always comes up with really great people. So we sit together and come up with the episodes that we're going to do. But I would love your input. If there's a podcast that you're like, Heather, I really think this would be a great thing to cover. Here, let me give you an example. Somebody wrote me on Twitter and said that they would love Viral Jesus to do a pod class on things I used to believe. So where we invite different speakers or authors to tell us things that they used to really hold dear that now they've moved away from. And I loved that idea. So you can write us at hello to T-O Heather at gmail.com and let me know what pod classes you think we need to cover in season four. You can also tell me people that you think would make a really great guest. I love getting your input. So your homework over your two-week break between now and when we kick off our summer series is to please rate us on your podcast app leave us a review and share your favorite episode from this season with someone. You have two weeks. Share your favorite episode. Get us a new subscriber to Viral Jesus that will join us for our summer series. And you can also just share it online by posting it to your story on Instagram or putting it out in a tweet. That is quite literally how we make Jesus go viral. And we will be back for our latest podcast. So again, put it in your calendar, May 25, friends. You get a two-week break, and then we are back in the classroom, May 25, learning and growing together. So what did we learn from today's episode? Number one, therapy does not make you weak. It does not mean your life is in chaos. Therapy is simply you having time for you and for emotional maintenance. It is how we increase our vision over our lives. Number two, don't be afraid to put feet to your faith. When you pray, imagine that heaven is actually moving Believe that what scripture says, that the prayers of the righteous have power. And don't be afraid to be what I call the creepy Christian. And what that means is is to just move on the spirit. When God tells you, go sit next to that person, go say something to them, do it. When God tells you, get up right now and do a prayer walk around your block, do it. Pray over somebody else. Don't just say to somebody, I'll pray for you actually say to them, would you mind if right now I pray with you? And if you want, you can also create your own altar like I do, where you start writing down answered prayers on rocks so that you create your own memorial stones that you have that always remind you of how God has helped you on this journey. Number three, Christianity is the upside down kingdom. It is where the last shall be first and the first shall be last. It is a place where we get to our destination faster by slowing down. It is where we stand still so we can see the movement of God.
Viral Jesus was brought to you by Christianity Today. I've been your host and creator, Heather Thompson Day, producer and audio engineer, Lauren Joseph, and executive producer, Ed Gilbreth. Please review and recommend us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Part one of our new pod class will start in two weeks on May 25. Our pod class is called, I think... I need a therapist. And we come out of the gate with Andy Colbert. I'll see you in two weeks for another conversation where a viral Jesus guest talks and you and I listen so we can learn. I love growing with you on Viral Jesus. Every day, CT testifies to the reality that Jesus is alive, transforming his world and bringing his kingdom to bear. Jesus transforms, CT equips. Make a gift to our nonprofit ministry with a gift of $20 to provide 150 more people with redemptive storytelling, global perspective, and thoughtful podcasts. Give now at morect.com/equip.